0: Good morning, y'all. Good morning. Welcome to A Father's Diary. It's finally up. Finally got the platform switch. We coming live from Anchor, man. I use it for the Legacy Podcast. I love it. Uh, I wouldn't use any other podcasting app. I've tried several, but I always came back to Anchor. Um, I'm not going to spend too long on the intro. If you were listening to my other podcast, the Legacy Podcast, I made this one originally to talk about America and the social work that still needs to be done, um, I decided that I could tie that into this podcast and to the Legacy Podcast. So I've turned this one into a father's diary. And basically what that means is this is just a journey like of what people go through when they become a parent, more importantly, a father. You know, I hear a lot of fathers aren't entwined in their relationships with kids but i'm gonna document my journey from the first to whatever i have the last one it'll all be recorded here the good the bad the mistakes i've made um and hopefully it helps somebody else that's going through fatherhood or for women who need to understand what a man might be going through mentally that they can't necessarily go and talk to you know their wives about this gives you a little insight of what we deal with on the back end i know um Another reason why I made it was just because as having my first kid made me realize that there's not a lot of information out there for men. And I had one person actually come up to me and was like, well, what do y'all need to know? How to react, what she's going through, how the body changes, how your body changes. Because believe it or not, bro, our body changes too. Like I've had the mood swings, I've had the, the cravings, I've had it just like she did and you know, and my homeboys, they're, like, I'm the last one in my group to have kids. So my homeboys have been through it. But, you know, even then, it's like they've been through it, but they haven't been through it. Because every pregnancy is different. So I just want, wish there were more support groups. So I was like, man, I might as well go ahead and make a podcast. I'm already making a podcast. So, you know, this is something to help those out that need it. Or it's it's a place for understanding um pretty soon I'll be working on a Facebook page uh one called uh don't know the name of it but it'll be about black fathers um and you know a support group and then I'm also making a Facebook page for mental health men's mental health I feel like both of those are important I feel like as men we need to stick together no matter what the color is um but more importantly we, we have to be there for the next man because that's what's going to build, that's what's going to rebuild the communities. That's what's going to strengthen our relationships with our kids and hopefully ch- make an impact on this world to change even the further justices and the injustices that we see daily. But enough about that, man. Listen, so welcome, welcome. Uh, I hope y'all enjoy it. I hope this one uh, brings you the same joy as the Legacy Podcast. It's definitely going to be a little different we'll still have topics, we'll still talk about things. We'll st- uh you know, I'll have fathers on here. I'll have different things going on on this one, just like I do the other one. But basically, you know, man, it's a crazy experience, man. She's in the week 10. Um I heard the baby's heartbeat. Um that was an amazing experience. I can't lie. That one that one felt different. That hit different. But I think that the biggest thing here is the journey, man. I think the journey is so amazing. Like, and sometimes it's tough. It is like dealing with it, man. It's not easy. They don't tell you all the glitz and glamor, uh, you know, having a kid. It's more or less a, hey, you know, well, have a baby. It'll be fun. It's a blessing. They don't tell you about those nights when you can't sleep. They don't tell you about the, the, the arguments or the, the, the tension that's building. And I understand why they say having a kid doesn't make the relationship better. It actually puts a strain on the relationship and I think that a lot of people miss that. A lot of people don't know that factor. Like, me and her were in a good spot. We're still in a good spot, I guess you could say. There's nothing bad to say. But it's like, I could see where if we were in a bad spot or if we were on bad terms and then the baby came, how it would be so much worse. Um, I'm actually struggling with the fact That I won't be able to go to appointments Because of COVID I won't be able to, you know, be there in the capacity That I would love to be there for my first kid um, And it's different, you know that, that hurts a little And I don't think I think people are so used to hearing stories Of men not wanting to do it That they have a man that wants to be there And wants to go through it is is rare, you know I see people all the time when I'm talking on Twitter or if i'm on facebook bro they're like so shocked um and it's crazy to me because i'm like bro i'm just doing what should have been done already And i think that's the biggest thing that life has taught me is that you know there's certain things that you you have to do and that you should do but basically that's perception of the heart like some people might not do it because they just weren't raised that way and vice versa. Um, I actually looked at an article the other day, bro, and it caught me by surprise. It was like, I'm not, my kids won't have to say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, and no, sir, and yes, sir. As long as they respond, that's sufficient enough, as long as it's not disrespectful. Well, you know, I wasn't raised that way. It was yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, no, sir, yes, sir, to any adult. So, you know... They had, I guess, what some would consider points. They were like, "Well, that slave mentality to say yes, sir, no, ma'am, yes, sir." Somebody was like, "They broke down the root word of sir and all of that." I think it was interesting. I, it just brings you back to the point that I always make: what works for you may not work for someone else. But my kids will say yes, ma'am, and no, sir, and they will get that. They will give you that respect until you lose it. Respect is earned, not given. It's a courtesy that I'm going to tell my kids to give respect to everybody. But once they feel that, I I can't tell them how to feel. I can't tell them that it's wrong. I don't feel as though just because I'm an adult, I outweigh them. And that's that's kind of the slope that I'm at now because I'll apologize. I feel like if you're wrong as an adult or a parent and you're wrong and that kid was right, you should apologize to that kid and let them know that, hey, even adults make mistakes. We don't know everything. We you know let them know it is okay to apologize for being wrong because now you have people that grow up and don't feel like they should have to apologize for the things they do because their parents never did we have to break that cycle we have to we have to we have to break that cycle my kids as for me and my household my kids will say yes ma'am and yes sir and no ma'am and no sir i don't judge anybody who doesn't say yes ma'am no ma'am yes sir no sir do i see it as a sign of disrespect Eh. Depending on the context of the conversation, um, it's how I feel. And if the context of the conversation doesn't necessarily require it, and you don't say it, yes. But if it's like a direct statement that requires an answer, and a well-thought-out answer, then yes, I would end it with. Even now at work, I don't really, as a supervisor, I don't really tell people, yes, sir, and no. unless they're a customer. Now, the people I work with, I just say, oh, yeah, so-and-so's name, or so-and-so. Sometimes I do say yes. Like, when they ask me a question, I'll respond, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, or whatever. Um, but I just think it's crazy that you're automatically going to say no to not Like, you got to understand, just because you don't believe in it, some people do. Now, hold on, let's backtrack. Let's Let's pull it back some. So, it's just like, Christmas some people don't believe in it but they'll tell you Merry Christmas if you believe in it you know so I I feel like it's the same you may not believe in yes sir no ma'am no sir yes sir (laughs) whatever you may not believe in the formality of it but you should at least teach them how to be transversal you know because some jobs not all jobs because I've seen this in the comments as well some jobs are like they was like I've never said it in the job interview and I got the job cool you never know. You might get somebody like my mama, and you don't say that, bro. It's She's she going to look at you weird, you know? So you got to be transversible. Like, the way I talk at work may not necessarily be the way I talk on the podcast or the way I talk to my friends in, in everyday life. So you have, to be, you have to be transcribable. You have to be able to switch between the two. I think that's something that's very important, and that's why I brought that up for this first episode because it's all about being... I feel like life is all about being transversal because I'm not how i am 24 7 out the day no i'm not i can't even sit there and lie to y'all and say i'm the same way sometimes i'm angry sometimes i don't feel like talking sometimes i don't smile you know but i always give that respect when it's due and i i think that's what we fail to realize as the epitome the bottom of the of the barrel it all comes to perception like, people perceive that I care about their problems at work. And nine times out of ten, I really don't. Unless it's something drastic. You know, customers can be customers. And I'm not here to say that all customers are bad or all customers are caring. But sometimes you do get them. when, And it's about knowing when to pick and choose your battles. Or as the military says, what hill to die on. Sometimes that hill, you just don't die on that hill. Because it's not worth it. You know you got to pick the hill to die on. And I... I think that's the lesson that I would pass to my kids, bro. You got to pick and choose your battles, whatever battle it is. Understand. I can't tell you how to feel about anything. And I think that's another misconception that we tell our kids, we we try to tell them how to deal with pain, how we think they should deal with pain, not how they should. Quite frankly, if your kid is hurting or crying or upset now, becoming a parent, I see it in a different light. Like, no i'm not gonna tell my son oh suck it up you're a boy don't cry hey sit down think about what's bothering you how can we come up with a solution to get you over this feeling that you're feeling because i feel like especially in young black men not being able to have somebody sit down and express that it's okay to express your feelings is why a lot of us are are mentally unstable or mentally deprived or feel like we got to carry the weight of the world on our shoulders and don't have anybody to get give it to. And you know, we have to stop that. Also, I feel like as, as men or as parents raising daughters, we have to let them know, hey, it is okay to be independent. But sometimes, you know, it's okay to take a back seat as well. Now, don't get the too confused. Don't slack off. But it's okay to sit back and, and be cared for and nurtured sometimes. You don't always have to be out there leading the charge, you know. And a lot of people, I've had a lot of people disagree with that, but it comes to the point of when someone enters your daughter's life, and let's say she gets a man or a woman that wants to be that provider, but she's so independent and headstrong, she doesn't allow them to do that. It's gonna cause her a lot of grief in life. I think balance is the perfect way to put it. You gotta have that balance. You gotta have that understanding. At at the end of the day, that's what life is about i feel balanced understanding being able to switch you know from work to to play play to work is a a life skill and i think the younger you get the kids onto that the the better it is because it might not necessarily be just as simple as yes sir no sir yes ma'am no ma'am it might lead to bigger things and i know that's so cliche to say but it could man and you got to think with times being the way they are are you willing to take that risk with your child i'm not so i respect like i said is due to even a dog and therefore that my kids will have that mentality hey but at the same time don't think you just finna get over it because no my kids will understand the fact of hey this is how you address the issue that you have with an adult first you go to that adult you try to resolve it with that adult if that doesn't work you can always come to me or your mother and we will step in and do it but my kids by no means will not be one of those those kids that are so easily transfixed or mesmerized by the simpler things in life no i do not believe that and i pray every day that my kids do not come out that way i also believe that i also pray that they don't come out clout chasing <laughs> um cloud chasing i see a lot of it man and i i think that that comes from the needing of attention the, the fact that there's no love at the house or at some point they were so low in their life that they didn't get the love and nurturing that they wanted the affection that they needed the attention that humans need because everybody needs attention man woman i don't care if you, everybody needs that t- attention that affection to feel loved at some point because that's what at the end of the day every human wants to be loved they may not want to be married but they want to be loved for who they are imperfections, flaws and all and i want to build a house to where my kids don't seek that from social media i feel like social media as good as social media has been for a lot of people, it has been worse for others. I think, personally, it comes with a strong mind point. My baby mama doesn't do social media at all because, you know, she has her reasons. I, me, even if I don't post on social media, I'm scrolling social media. And like I've told her, it's for different reasons. Most Sometimes it's personal, sometimes I'm just looking at what's going on in the world today. It really just depends. And it depends on what time, because my timeline on every app changes. Like in the morning, everybody's being motivational. At night, everybody's being thoughts or talking about, you know, whatever it is. As for me, I'm probably smoking or talking shit. But everybody uses social media for something different and it's okay. But don't let social media become the the controlling factor in your life, you know? I just think that a lot of things on social media could be done if somebody had somebody to care and love for them at home. You know, I see a lot of people just doing anything for likes. um, And to each his own. However you live your life, I'm not judging. I don't care. It doesn't make What you do doesn't make me feel no type of way because what you eat doesn't make me shit and who you fuck doesn't make me come. So I just look at it as life... Is going to be at the end of the day what you make it but at the same time just understand that you know everything has an equal and opposite reaction it may be fun now but later on down the road you look back and be like damn I shouldn't have did that you got to take into consideration sometimes you can't always think about the here and now and becoming a parent has really indulged that for me Um, it really opened my eyes to a lot because I look back I find myself looking back on how I lived my life, and I'm not gonna say I have regrets. I have things that I wish I would done differently, but then I get in that mindset, and I'm like, bro, if you would've changed one thing, you might not have been where you're at today. And so I thank God for everything that has happened because it led me to where I am today. And that change from when I was in high school to now, it's immaculate. Like it's a different change, and I feel like that is what's important. Sometimes it's not always going to be as simple as black and white. Sometimes there's lessons I understand that I'm going to tell my kid things and to try to prevent them from going down that road, but sometimes they just got to walk down that road no matter how much begging and pleading you do. And I realize that, and it's okay. I've come to terms that I'm not going to be able to save my child from everything. And I think as a parent, that's where we have to understand our job is to raise our kids to the best of our abilities we've been kids before we've heard our parents say certain things and it didn't register us to us until later and you know but as long as you prepared them it may not sit it might not settle right then and there and that's okay i think that's what parents need to understand because i've seen a quote and it was like a parent's success is determined on how their kid comes out and i don't necessarily think that's true uh to a certain extent, yes, but you can raise a kid right, and the kid still want to fuck up. So, I'm a prime example. Like, I was the hard-headed kid. I was the kid that was always in trouble. At house, I was a model child. In school, on the bus, outside of the house, bro, you couldn't tell me nothing. And I I say that to say, you know, outside of your house, you really don't know what a kid would do or is doing but i want my house to be a safe place and i know people are like what what are you talking about i'm not gonna allow my kid to cut up i'm not condoning my child cutting up outside of the house especially with times being as bad as they are for african americans no definitely not but what i'm saying is i want my child to be able to come and tell me what they did outside of the house not on some, oh, we're best friends type thing, but hey, dad, I made a mistake, I did this, or dad, I encountered this today, and this is what happened, you know, it made me this way. I want to have an open door communication. I want a two-way communication channel with my child because I feel like that's important. But I feel like a lot of people don't have that, and I've seen it a lot with my parents because my parents are like, I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to be your parent. But why can't you do both when the situation calls for it? Sometimes your child doesn't need that parent in their life. They need a, that friend, that, that wise person that has a little bit more wisdom than they do at that point in time. Quite frankly, I'd rather them come to me than to come to their, their friends, parents, or a parent that's more relaxed. Because at the same time, no, we might not always agree, but I'm always going to have your best interest. I'm going to always think bigger picture. I'm going to always look down the road because I know as a kid, I wasn't really looking down the road not saying that my kids won't look down the road or they won't be you know but you have to prepare for that the best way you can and know you can never truly be prepared for a kid we all know that but at the end of the day i think you got to look at it as what is your goal what is your dream what is what is it that you want from parenthood and i've been struggling with that like what do i want from parenthood like i want a boy is Probably feel like some days I feel like it could be a boy, some days I feel like it's a girl. I'm ready to find out though you know I'm ready to know I'm ready to 'cause I have to mentally prepare for that and i I don't think well, I hope I'm not the only one that you know have to mentally prepare for certain things because the way I'm gonna raise my son and the way I would raise my daughter are two different ways, and a lot of people are like, well, that's double standard, you should raise them the same. Let's be honest, you can't raise a girl the same way you raise the boy and vice versa you cannot. They call for different structures of life because they're going to dip, have different structures of life. I believe, and this is a later conversation that I hope to have on the podcast later, but I believe that if you can't raise them the same, you can raise them similar. There there will be features that crisscross, cross over because, you know, it's life. But no, the way you raise your man, your son should not be the same way you raise your daughter and vice versa. But what works for your household again May not work for mine. That's why you have to find out your parental, how you want to be the parental. Um, I mean, I decay, man. Like being a parent is fun. Having this conversation, or well, talking on the podcast right now, it's been fun for me. Like, it's good to get this stuff off my chest because i was like man you know somebody might be going through it somebody might need it somebody might be like oh you know well this is what i need to expect as it becoming a parent or vice versa and i think it's important that we sit down and we have these conversations no matter how tough they are um because it is it, it, it truly is important and I think the more you know, the better off you'll be. The more that you see the difference, the changes, the the better off you'll be heading into whatever it is you're going into. And I never wanted to be the one to enter a room blind, for lack of a better term. I always wanted to know as much as I could before entering the room. And that just to prepare myself, not to seem smarter than everybody, not to be that egotistical guy, but just to be aware, just to be self-prepared. Because if you know more, you're less likely to be surprised. And I know child... Parenting is full of surprises But You know I'm not going to keep y'all all all day This is the first episode I hope y'all enjoyed it I know it was all over the place Um, It's been a lot Trying to get everything together man Like switching Trying to find another podcasting um, App to hold this one uh, Recovering And it's been a crazy two months man It's been crazy Ever since finding out that I was going to have a kid It's been crazy most of the times I've been running with it like a chicken with his head cut off. Um, but it's definitely one of those things, man, that I just I'm excited for, you know, I can't explain it. It's like I have so many emotions. I'm some days I'm nervous, some days I'm scared, some days I'm like, Oh my god, I'm really finna be a parent. It's really finna be somebody that depends on me. And it's nerve wracking, you know, it's it's different. It, it it brings out the inner you though. I will say that, like, I've always been one of those people that wanted to succeed and be successful, but now, I want to be more successful, failure's not an option, it's not even in my vocabulary anymore, like, I can't fail, That failure is not an option, so it brings out some characteristics that you already have, and I think that's why they say having a child opens your eyes, because it really does, and you know, my experience may not be like yours, or if you've already had a kid and you're listening, my, my feelings might not be just like yours, but that's what makes it so beautiful because it's a similar trait that everybody can experience something different from and you know just being there and being able to share this moment with somebody else because a lot of people can't have kids and they struggle with kids to be able to be blessed with this moment I don't take anything for granted and I think that's why it hurts me so bad that I can't be there with my child like going to the doctor's appointments actually seeing it in real time listening and hearing it you know it's going to be on FaceTime or photos or you know it's it's not going to be the same and i think that's what i struggle with the most but at the end of the day as long as i'm able to be there for the childbirth then it'll be all worth it you know it's about sacrifices and i understand i'm making those sacrifices already as a parent and i just feel like you know a support system is what was needed so i decided hey you know let's make one about the father's journey because we always hear about the mother's journey or you know and not to discredit them because I, i've got a lot of respect for them but sometimes you know fathers want that need that recognition that that thing because they're going through it as well if they're in your life so i feel as though you know why not let's talk about it let's so here I am, I'm going to tell my story about it. I hope y'all tune in for the next episode. I hope y'all like it, share it. I hope you tell your friends about it. Don't forget to check me out on my other podcast, The Legacy Podcast. These will both be weekly episodes, so every week there will be a new episode. Um, I'm going to try to stay on top of it. I took a two-month vacation unexpectedly you know, to adjust, but I'm back. We're going to be talking about it We're going to talk about it We're going to love it We're going to laugh, cry, get angry together But Hey man, y'all stay tuned I'm telling you, it's going to be something beautiful The Legacy Podcast and A Father's Diary Y'all do not want to miss it Get your friends to tell your friends about it Listen in, understand we're changing lives One one podcast at a time One episode at a time Because you may not need the message But somebody you know might need to hear one of the messages On either one of the podcasts um, follow us on Instagram at AFD Pod. That's for this one. And you can follow me at the True Legacy Podcast on Instagram for the other one. Hey y'all stay tuned, man. We we finna turn up. We finna we finna get there. We finna get there. So it's gonna be all right. No, this topper, she got a squabble like a nigga. Yeah, she can get it from her father. Sex in the city, girls, nails done. Let me That's A pretty girl, she don't be in world Wrong, she was wrong for no Cinderella girl. Call basically, basically, basically. Bro, big mad, it's not him now. She chasing two weeks. He couldn't find a no replacement. he done lost a good bitch down, ready to a basic lane switch. Bitch, you lucky call sour because she changed because she don't care. So her name.